ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌಪುನಕ್ತು ಸಹವೀರ್ಯಕರ್ವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವತೀತಮಸ್ತಮಾವಿಶಾವಹೈ ಶಾಂತಿ any questions from previous class yeah. the last class we sort of talked about god said we to know god we have to remove our ignorance ignorance was identified as desires, desires. So by purifying the mind, purifying your personality, this knowledge helps us to understand God. We also said we have to approach God in a scientific way. We have to go from the known to the unknown. Because the mind cannot understand such terminology as infinite love, infinite mercy, infinite power, which is the kind of words used to describe God. So we have to go from the known to the unknown. We also said God was just a postulation. It doesn't actually mean anything. It's like saying, this is my height, X is my height. It doesn't mean anything. So we have to define what God is. And we can only do that from what we already know. So what did we say we knew? What, what is it known to us? What did we say was known to us? the world the world yeah we know the world because we live in it what was the other thing we know ourselves we know ourselves hope we do We said we need to go from the known to the unknown. We're just recapping. We said we know the world and we know who we are, human being. So this is where we start to try and understand God. So we said, what did we say? The world was made of four categories, which were? Mineral. Mineral. Animal, human. Plant, animal, human. We, we don't need to describe it. We already know what that is. But we said that um, these four, four categories exist as nature in a human being as well. So we defined what a mineral person was, a plant person was, an animal person, a human person, and the fifth, God person. What are the differences? What is the main difference between these categories? Selfish. Intellect. Intellect. Selfishness, that's the main thing. Can you, dis can you explain more? Like, I mean, people, they don't have feelings. They They're more selfish. They're more selfish. More selfish. So as you go up from a mineral to a plant to an animal to a human, the level of selfishness is reduced. 
until the ultimate of a God person where there is no selfishness. So now we're going to look at the next uh, topic is how this level of selfishness reflects on the mind. Why is it that selfish people, what happens to selfish people? And as you go up the category, becoming more and more unselfish, what happens to your mind? Because now we've said the world is made of these four categories. Now we're looking at a human being. How, what is, how does it affect a human being? This level of selfishness. Yeah. Any questions? Does everyone understand what we what we're saying? Because we're going. What we're doing is we're discussing what is known. So we we briefly touched upon the the world, as these are the four categories, and we briefly said this is how it transfers into a human being. These categories, and we've identified that it's the level of selfishness. Yeah. So now we're going to see how this selfishness affects us. Everyone clear? Everyone? Okay. So, that comes to the topic of three conditions of the mind. Dipa 39. Uh, anyone who's got the big book? 435. 435. Just uh, make sure everyone has access to it, because there's a few diagrams in there which I'm not going to draw. It's quite straightforward. So what are, in life, everyone is affected by something. Yeah, we're all affected by something. What is it that we're affected by? Thoughts. First of all, what do we mean by affect, affect, affectation? What do we mean by being affected? Attachment. Attachment, okay. That's one of the things that can affect you. But uh, what does the word affected mean to us? What can we transfer it as? Impact to you, mind, state of mind you're in at the okay. time. Any other? Agitation. agitation. Mental agitations. When we are affected, what happens? We're mentally agitated. Whatever happens, yeah? The, co the, the cause of that affection. When something happens, we are affected mentally by ag being agitation. So what agitates us in life? Let's discuss what agitates us in life. Unfulfilled desires. That is from the, now that you have this knowledge, you understand that, but at a lower level, what agitates us? Uh, You're right, Anita, but what affects us? Expectations. Everything she said. <laughs> behavior, <laughs> behavior of people. Behavior of people. Uh, maybe your behavior could also affect you, because after... You have to be aware of that though, but uh, just generally, what are we uh, affected by? Likes and dislikes affects you. So you're all using Vedantic terminology now, <laughs> but, which is great. <laughs> but we're just talking like the, a layman. What is a, are we affected by? Anything that doesn't go towards what you're yeah. used to. Yeah. Okay. So. Weather. Thoughts. Weather. Weather. Environment. Yes. What else affects people? Us? So now you're all educated. Uh, I have to take it down a notch now. <laughs> huh? The weather affects us, what else affects us? Just things that don't go your way. Okay. Others' behavior, someone said others' behavior, you said others' behavior, that affects us. Profit and loss in business, that affects us mentally. Honor and dishonor, that affects us mentally. Bad health, that affects us mentally. These are all normal things that affect us mentally. 
and we mean mental agitations. So we can say these things affect our happiness because when you're mentally agitated, you're unhappy. Weather's bad, you plan to go out. You can't go out because the weather's bad. You plan to go out for a walk or picnic or whatever. The weather's bad, you can't go out. You're now thinking, oh, no, now what? I planned, I made all this stuff. I'm going to take out. Now I can't go out for a picnic. What? You're mentally agitated. Yeah. So these things affect our happiness. So then if uh, these things affect us mentally and we're mentally agitated, just to define, what is happiness? No mental agitations. Yeah. So we, happiness means no mental agitations. And unhappiness is mental agitations. Does everyone agree with that? Builders don't come when they said you're mentally agitated, right? Builders come on time, you're happy. The work's going on. So these five categories of humans we discuss, they fall in three different mental conditions. And we're going to discuss that now. Yeah. Restless mind, imperfect mind, and perfect mind. So we're saying we're mentally agitated when something affects us. So we're going to discuss what happens to us when this occurs. Yeah. So if everyone has... Um, there's some uh, diagrams of the three states, which we're going to go into in a minute. So, restless mind. This is a mind of a selfish, self-centered person. You see what we're doing? We're saying the five categories, level of selfishness. What happens? It affects your mind. How, because of selfishness, does it affect your mind? We're going to discuss that. Is every, does everyone understand? Okay. A person who's got a restless mind is a person who is selfish, self-centered. He caters only to himself and has no concern for anyone else. This is a selfish person. The world cannot cater to only one person's specific needs. Hence, his desires are unfulfilled, leading to mental agitations. This type of person's mind is like a cone resting on its point. It can never remain stable. Does everyone, can everyone see the cone? Yeah. If you put a cone on its point, it's not going to stay there for long. It's going to wobble around. This is how a restless mind is. Everything agitates you. Slightest thing, you lose your cool. Selfish person. Pooja, can you see that? Yeah. Cone is like that. It cannot stay like that, can it? So you're always agitated. Never content, thinks of himself. No concern for anyone else in the family, as long as I'm all right. Because his desires are not fulfilled, he's constantly agitated. His mind is like a cone on its point. Right there, you understand? Everyone understand that? Imperfect mind. As you go up the category of humans, you become less selfish. His, his mind becomes more stable. This person's mind is like a cone resting on its side. The next diagram. 
It is fairly stable, but slight tap can make it oscillate for a long time. So with the mind, the slightest provo provocation can disturb the mind. This agitation can last for hours or days. You're reasonably peaceful. When someone says something bad to you, or gets angry with you, you lose your peace. We've all been there. Bella? You're now agitated. Why did he say that to me? I can't believe he said that to me. I did so much for that person. They didn't even say thank you. It doesn't take a lot. And these agitations can last for a few minutes or days. You forget, your mind is resting. You see him again or her, and it's got agitated again. This is the rest, what did you say? Imperfect mind. So things agitate you. You're fairly calm, but it doesn't take a lot. And when it's agitated, it lasts for a long time. I think we can all identify with this. Mm -hmm. Can I identify with this? We've all been there, so it doesn't take a lot. Then you forget and the mind calms down until something else happens and you're agitated again. See what happens is the agitation stop you from thinking clearly. Who's suffering? Yourself. Why are you suffering? Because someone said something. How silly is that? You letting them get to you. How how silly is that though? Yeah, and the person even don't know. <laughs> But who's suffering? Yeah, you obviously. But <laughs> you like suffering. <laughs> you have to be. You have to understand that I'm sensitive, and everything makes me agitated. I have to develop myself to learn not to be affected. It is your role. Otherwise, you'll be affected by everything. But you could be effective even if you're. As you said, you're, you're thinking of the better of the other person, are you not? But you're still agitated. So you're not self. Could you consider yourself selfish because you're thinking of good of another person? So you're agitated because that person is maybe unwell or whatever, or you know, in that sense, I would, you're, you're agitated because they're not listening to you. Yeah. The fact is, you're agitated. Yeah. That's the bottom line. You and shouldn't be. People don't. No, they don't. Make a difference anything for them. A selfish person doesn't know he's selfish. <laughs> what we're the, what we're saying, we're just like, we're just analyzing how human beings function. All of us, yeah. This is how we function. We're just analyzing, and we're learning by studying not to be affected, not to develop ourselves. This is what Vedanta, this knowledge is to develop ourselves. So we're always happy. This is what we're trying to achieve. By looking within, looking at ourselves, our personality. See, everyone thinks they're perfect. It's always the other person's fault. This is the problem in life. We never say it's our fault. One, once we understand this, we start looking at us and thinking, 
where did I go wrong? This person said something to me, I'm affected. Why am I affected? Rather than, how dare he said that to me? Why did he say that? Rather than doing that, we're looking at how it affected me. Why did it affect me? See, now you're looking at yourself because you can blame that person all day long. How It's not going to make a difference to you. But if you look at yourself, why am I affected by these words? Then you're actually developing yourself. You're looking at your personality. See the difference? And then you analyze why, well, this is the way he talks. He always talks like that. This is his behavior. He can't help himself. I need to learn not to be affected by his words, one ear out the other. Every time you see that person, they say something, yeah, this is, that's, it, that's him. Now you're learning, you're understanding how people behave. There's all different types of people in the world. If everyone, if, if you're affected by everyone, then what's your state? You're constantly agitating, yeah. working yourself. And we're made not to be agitated, we're made to be peaceful, happy, all the time. But we've lost that, and this is what we're trying to achieve. Never look at the other person, always look at yourself, if you're agitated. There's something wrong with me. We have to learn to do that. This is, this is the whole knowledge, whole of this uh, subject is a matter of looking in rather than looking out. That's all it is. And this will give you the tools to do that. So sometimes it's not about what you're experiencing from a scenario or a situation, but sometimes you're affected by somebody else being affected. So for example, if it's one of your children and um, they're being, I don't know, going through a difficult time, then you're not, you're not stable within your mind. There's nobody to blame. But you're still thinking, gosh, you know, you're still agitated because you're worried about them. Worry, anxiety, agitation, call it whatever you like, but the mind is not stable in any situation. So therefore, when you're saying look within, in those situations, it's not that somebody's done anything or said anything and you're affected by it. I suppose it's because of our my attachment then, is it? The fact that you're agitated, you're not identifying with the situation properly. He's being bullied at school, for example. Yeah, you're being affected by it. How can you help him, your child, yeah, if you're affected? How can you deal with the situation? It's from knowledge and understanding. Okay, it's gone to school, this happens, you know, my, my child is... He's not uh, strong to defend himself, you know. Ian, you have you, you reason it, but if you're agitated, then it doesn't help him either. The fact that you're agitated, you're not in control of your personality. This is what we're saying. Any agitations? Doesn't that sometimes give you um, the ability or the strength to get up and do something about it? Because if you're always at a scenario to say, oh, it doesn't matter, this is the cause and effect, you can become quite stagnant, can't you? And think, oh, well, you know, it's not my fault, my problem. 
we're not saying we're not saying that. What we're saying is that for you, if you're agitated, you can't think clearly. Now, if you want to help someone, you have to be able to think clearly. If you're suddenly emotional, how can you help? So you need to have that clarity of thought, and you can't have that clarity of thought if you're in, if you're mentally agitated and affected by the situation. So bully, a bully, someone calls you something on the street. Yeah, this is how the, these people, this person is, for example, yeah? In the olden days, you know, we used to walk down the road in the 70s and these skinheads used to call you all sorts of names. Now, if we're affected by every single person, you know, then who's suffering? We are. Okay, this is how they behave. It's fine. I'm not going to be affected by other people's words. Any agitations, you need, to, you need to look why. This is what we're saying. Because you're suffering and you're not meant to suffer. You see, I know everyone's now quiet and thinking because they're thinking, it's so easy to blame others. <laughs> it's so easy. But now I have to think, oh my God, if I'm agitated, it's my fault. I have to work on myself. <laughs> the thing is not to be agitated, but you could still resolve. You can clearly thinking. So as you said, that scenario of mm. walking out, someone calling you something. You're not going to blame yourself for being in the area and someone calling you. No. But what you can do is not get worked up by it, but gain the knowledge to deal with it. Is that yeah, right? so absolutely. You, under, you have that understanding. Mm that there's people in the world who, that, you know, there's racism in the world, yeah. you know? This is how the world is. There's racism in every country. You know? That person goes to India or somewhere like that, they might say words to him. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? So the fact, what we're saying is that things happen around us, the world behaves in a certain way, people's behavior is works in a certain way because it's so much different personalities, you know, we're going to go and d discuss more. There, there's so many types of people, yeah, so many different personalities. We have to learn not to be affected by these people or, this, or, or, or the way the world is by strengthening ourselves, you know, so that anything happens to us, any words of abuse, anything, it just bounces off us, yeah, whatever. not going to be affected. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to stay peaceful and happy. Whatever it takes, whatever your understanding is, but you want to keep your mind calm, equanimous. You've got clarity of thought. This is what we're trying to achieve. The world is what it is. People are what they are. You can't change that. We can change yourself, so you're not affected by it. This is what we're trying to achieve. New job, people will think, who's this new person? You don't know what they're thinking of you, they might say things. Now you can either be affected, I don't like working there. This person said this to me. We can think, you know what, I'm new here, this is going to happen, this is the way the world is. I'm just going to get on with my work, help whoever I can help, as long as I know I'm doing the right thing, that's all that matters. So that's the second attitude. 
That would work better, isn't it? For that you need that strength. It's just part of life. People behave like this. You can't stop it. So what's the best thing to do? Make sure you have a good understanding by developing yourself so that you are not affected by anyone or anything that life throws at you. And you keep your peace of mind. For this, we need this knowledge. Any questions on that? Perfect mind. This is our goal. This person's mind is like a cone resting on its base. The third, figure three. He's, he or she is free from any mental agitations, unaffected by joy or sorrow, honor or dishonor. Any external situations does not affect the balance of his perfect mind. Nothing affects you. That doesn't mean you have no emotions, or no feelings. That doesn't mean that. You may have to show emotion to a child falls over, oh dear, what happened? Uh, you, you may have to show you that emotions, don't cry baby, whatever. But inside you understand, he tripped. <laughs> yeah. But the child needs emotions. You have to give it. But you mustn't get emotional. Oh my God, what happened? Let me call 999. You, know, you then lose it. Then. It doesn't help anyone. This is what we're saying. So Vedanta can help one reach the higher state of a perfect mind by providing the technique to discipline the mind. An undisciplined mind can destroy a person. Hence, one must study and reflect on this subject and apply this knowledge to one's daily life. So the different levels of selfishness affect you, no one else. You have to raise yourself, learn to become unselfish, not be agitated by things that happen in the world and to you. Keep that calm. Where you can control it, you control it. Where you can't, you have to accept it. Brexit is happening. It's not in anyone's control. People will lose money, people will make money. But there's not a lot we can do. We can prepare ourselves, but that's all we can do. We don't know, nobody knows of the unknown, how it's going to affect us. Prices of things may go up, all sorts of things can happen. But we have to be prepared for it. We can't be agitated about it when it happens. This is, means you're prepared for anything that life throws at you. How can you prepare for something you don't know? by understanding that anything can happen. You're not in control. The only thing you're in control of is your personality, yourself. Strengthen yourself, then you can deal with anything. Good, good sort of practical examples, you should have went up, I know you did. It just, Gandhi, the way he worked, that instills quite, he wasn't agitated by anything, he just did what he thought was right. Equanimous. 
he could think clearly, whatever happened. But you need someone like that to be able to take hmm. Prime Minister at the moment, Modi. Yeah. Anything happens, he just gets on with his job. This is how you need to be. But you know why they are not affected? Why are they not affected? We just talked about it. They won't it. probably make a greater impact. Because if they're too affected, they won't be able to do their job properly. So they let it not affect them. Okay. So but why is it that it doesn't affect them? Anything happens? They're not selfish. Not selfish. They're only thinking of the country, not themselves. Why is he able to achieve so much? Not selfish. Thinking, what? how can I serve? Not naming names, a lot of prime ministers coming, thinking, how can I gain from this? What can I gain from this? How much can I gain from this? No development in the country. He's only thinking of himself. Here we've got somebody who's thinking only of the country and nothing else. He's not affected by anything. He's doing the best he can, isn't it? That's, that's an example of being unselfish. Mentally not agitated. This is how we need to become. It's all to do with level, level of selfishness. Even the spirituality, developing yourself spiritually is all to do with unselfishness. So we move on to chapter three. Any questions, any clarifications? Is, everyone, is it quite clear to everyone what we're talking about? This book we can go to so much depth and it takes it from A to Z at the end. It's a summary of the Gita, Upanishads, everything in this book, one book. I think we've all covered the basics now, so that's why we're going more into depth. So therefore, if anyone has any misunderstanding or non-understanding, you have to clarify, yeah? Don't be shy. You may, not, you may, everyone might be thinking the same thing, but no one says anything. So this is for your benefit, so you have to make sure you understand clearly. Yeah. How does selfishness come into spirituality then? How does selfishness come into spirituality? Anyone? Ego. Okay. Ego. What is selfishness? You're catering to your own, vas your own desires. When you become more spiritual, what you're actually doing is purifying your mind. Purifying your mind of desires. That's what you're doing. If you're selfish, you're thinking of yourself, therefore you're fulfilling your desires. So the more unselfish you become, the less you're thinking of yourself. The less you're thinking of yourself, you're reducing your desires. And the barrier between human and God is desires. Which 
So as you reduce your desires, you come closer to the ultimate. If you're selfish, then you're increasing your desires. If you're unselfish, you're reducing your desires. You're thinking of someone else and not yourself. That's where selfishness comes in. So selfishness increases my desire. Well, what is selfishness? You're thinking of yourself. When you're thinking of yourself, you're increasing your desires. Desires are endless. I thought there were two different aspects. How do you mean? Somebody who's full of desires may not be selfish. They have the ability to fulfill those desires without thinking that they need to rely on something or the world to but, fulfill those. But what we're saying is that we want to become more spiritual. Mm. We're trying to achieve the ultimate goal of being a God person. Yeah? Identifying with God, reaching that state of realization, moksha, which is what we're saying ultimately what spirituality is about, no? reaching that state, higher state. Anita? Isn't that our goal? Isn't that your goal? To reach that goal, we have to reduce our desires, we said. How do you reduce your desires? By eliminating them or fulfilling them. But if you know the goal is, I want to reach here, then you'll do anything you want to do to reach that goal. So selfishness is not going to help you get to that goal. Unselfishness is going to help you get to that goal because that's the only thing that will help you reduce your own desires. So anything that helps you to reduce your desires is helping you to get to that goal. That's the barrier, isn't it? You do the free yogas, that helps you to reduce your desires. What is bhakti? Devotion. Not thinking of yourself, thinking of the higher. What is karma? Service to the, the third part, to the third person. Not thinking of yourself. These are all the things that help you to reduce it. Does everyone understand what um, she's asking? How is selfishness linked to God, person, spirituality? It purifies your mind as well. Reduces the agitation, so you're happier as well. So we start chapter 3 now. So what you need to take from it is, selfishness will cause me agitations, my mind will be agitated, I need to learn to become unselfish, where I can. Have the attitude of what can I do for you rather than what can I get from you. If you take that away, that's enough. And strengthen yourself so you're not agitated by the world. It's easy to say, but we have, this is, this is our goal. Any more clarifications before we move on to the next chapter? You may not understand how to perform it at the moment because we're still going through it, but we're just using the statement to understand this is what happens to us.
there's more, a lot more thinking to do now as we move on and deeper in this book. <laughs> so, you know, I think in the ashram we go through this book, it takes us uh, eight months. That's studying seven days a week, hour and a half every day of lectures, just to give you an idea. And then exams and everything, you know, group discussions, Q&A. So there is a, so the more you put in, the more you get out. That's the bottom line. So if you're thinking, how do I achieve that? That means you have to look into it more, understand it more, read it, think about it. That's the effort you need to put in. So chapter three, life, its course, composition of life. What is life? What is life, anyone? Someone living. Someone living? Okay. What is life? Nikisha said, what is life? Well, how would you answer that? A journey through experiences. A journey through experiences. journey for experiences, absolutely. Anybody else? What is life? What is life to you? What does happen to mean? What is life? She said living, she said journey up through experiences. Yeah, everyone agree with that? Life is made up of experiences. That's exactly right. There are three types of experiences. Physical, emotional, and intellectual. Depending on the quality and quantity, the type of experience decides the type of life one leads. To make a change in one's life, one needs to change one's what? State of mind. Experiences. Yeah, state of mind, you're right. You change your state of mind, you change your experiences. Right now we're going through life, going through experiences. At the physical level, emotional level, intellectual level, correct? So if you're saying, you know what, my experiences are really bad, my life is really bad, what do you need to change? Your experiences. You're having bad experiences. Make your life better, you need to change it to good experiences. How do we do that? That's what we're going to talk about. So do we agree? Life is a flow of experiences, yeah? What is an experience then? An experience constitutes a unit of life. When you contact an object, a reaction occurs. This is an experience. You've come to this class, you're contacting this knowledge, you're having an experience. Now your experience could be, this is so boring, why did I come? Or your experience could be, wow, I never knew that. I'm agitated because of myself. Yeah, that is your experience. So you've contacted this subject and you've had an experience, positive or negative. Yep. So in order to have a better, happier life, one needs to improve both the subject and the object. One's personality and the world one contacts. Study both components that make up life, develop both to the best of one's ability. Thereafter, one's life is improved as the experiences, so the life. So we describe life as a series of experiences. 
you contact the world and from the contact you ever get happiness or unhappiness. If, un if happiness, then your life is happy. If unhappiness, then your life is unhappy. Yeah. You buy an ice cream. You contact the ice cream. You think, this ice cream is really nice. You have a happy experience. This ice cream is so disgusting. I've never tasted one like this. You have an un unhappy, un uh, un bad experience, correct? So you've contacted the world, and this is the result. So in order to change that experience to be a good experience, you may need to buy an ice cream from somewhere else. Now you taste haagen You Now you bought haagen And you know the quality of haagen And you think, yeah, this is nice now. You've changed what you have contacted. Yeah? But what they're saying is you have to change yourself as well when you contact the world to have a positive experience. Not only where you can change the world, you do. You go to a different shop and buy a different ice cream. But you have to change yourself as well to have good experiences. How you contact the world. Because if you find happiness, your life is happy. If it's unhappiness, then your life is unhappy. You're in control. So how do we contact the world? Five senses. And physically with our body, emotionally with our mind, intellectually with your intellect. Does everyone understand so far? Change your experiences, you change your life. You both go to see a movie, horror movie. Dipa and Bella. Dipa, you come out and you, and you think, wow, that was a really good movie. It's so scary. She's shivering. How, how can I watch a movie like that? I'm going to have nightmares for weeks. You both saw the same movie. Different reaction. She hated it. You loved it. You're waiting for part two. <laughs> yeah. Either you enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it. You eat at a restaurant. Food is good, service is good, you enjoy it. If not, you don't enjoy it. Good or bad experience. So when you contact the world, it's like a chemical reaction within. A positive or a negative reaction. So to have a good experience, you must do what? Improve yourself and the world. How you contact the world. And certain things you can control in the world. Certain things you can't control. Whether you can't control. You have to change yourself. Otherwise, in this country, you'll be miserable for six months in a year. Eight months. When it's too hot. So you can't change that. You can you can you can change the movie you watch. You can change where you eat. But you can't certain things. You can't change that. In that case, you have to change. I've chosen to live in England. I believe it rains eight months a year. I must get a good umbrella. then you're now converting into happiness all the time because you're ready for anything that happens. So who's in control of happiness? 
If you're unhappy, then it's your fault. If you're agitated, it's your fault. Don't blame your parents. It's your fault. <laughs> Please, Nick. Um, so with that, um, so for example, um, say you were to your friends invited you out for a party, but you know that you're not really affected by the party, or like sometimes you can have a bad experience with the party. That like that will make you unhappy, so you don't go to the party, or you're unaffected by that. But then in that you've made your friend unhappy by not going. That balance. See, if you can go to the, if you care for your friend, yeah. okay, you will go to a party knowing that I've got to be prepared for anything. Yeah. Okay, parties don't, I don't enjoy them, mm -hmm. but it's important to my friend. Okay, therefore I need to go, mm -hmm. but I need to be careful what I do, what I contact. So going there with that mental preparedness. And if you really can't go and she's your really good friend, she would understand if you didn't go. So it depends on the person and your responsibility. But either way, it's better you're prepared. Life can throw anything at me. I don't like parties. It's important to it. It's a 21st birthday. I need to go. But, you know, I need to be careful what I do, how I behave. I've got a responsibility, and that's why I'm just fulfilling my responsibility to my friend. It's like, it's like it's an obligation. If it's not an obligation, you can say, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go to the movies with you because um, I don't want to see that movie. It's not an obligation. I hate going to weddings, but my best friend's son is getting married. What do I do? Okay, I'll have to give up my happiness for that moment and just go there because he'll be so upset. It means so much to him if I go. It's the obligation. Your brother-in-law's cousin's sister's wedding, it won't matter if you go or not. <laughs> You know, so you have to see what your responsibilities are. So when you contact the world, it's like a chemical reaction happens inside you. So we need to study and analyze our personality and the world and how we contact it. Once we do that, we can improve the quality of our life, meaning we get better experiences, therefore a happier life. Because we don't do this, we are not in control of the result of our contact. See, we all think that we're not in control of happiness and unhappiness. And this is the problem. We, got, we don't know how to deal with it. So we just go with the flow. Okay, uh, we're going out with that person. I don't like that person. Okay, whatever. Let's go. You're, you don't... But if you know that this person's like this, then you can still have a good time just by ignoring that person. Don't be affected by other people. So, but we don't realize that we're in control. This is the problem. We don't realize that we can change ourselves and become and find happiness from any situation. And this is what we're learning. Oh, fate is so bad to me. 
what have I done in my past that I have to deal with this situation? It's easy to blame. But understand, I did something really bad in my past life. That's why this is happening to me. I'm not going to do bad things again because next life I don't want to suffer. That's a positive thing, isn't it? You see how a bit of knowledge changes your attitude? Okay, I need to deal with this, fine. I have to go through this bad time because of the bad things I did. But hopefully, if I start putting in good actions now, it won't last for long. Just a bit of knowledge changes your attitude. Now you're not, un even though bad things are happening, you're not unhappy because you understand why it's happening. You can deal with it better. So we don't realize we're in control of the outcome. We eat, a we eat a chili without checking how hot it is. We eat one of those really hot ones, we'll suffer. Whose fault is it? We're not checking. Which chili? What kind of chili is this? How hot is this chili? You just... Whose fault? Yeah. So it's due to us not checking properly. Analyze, analyzing that we suffer in the world. So, it's assessment. We have to assess the situation. You meet a partner, let's say online. You don't check his true personality and you get married. Puja, don't do that, yeah? <laughs> it turns out to be horrible. You suffer. Lack of analys analysis. You didn't check. So you have to study yourself and the world and think before you contact it. Doesn't mean every situation you, you know, this is a quick thing, okay. Just understanding your personality, what will affect you, what situations, from the gross, like eating food, to emotions. I can't see that feel kind of movie, emotional movie. I always end up crying, it affects me for days. Better not go and watch that movie. You go and watch it and then you suffer, because you can't handle it. Someone killed the hero. <laughs> uh, it affects you for days. Why did they kill him? It's best to avoid it, isn't it? I can't see that kind of movie. I don't want to be affected for a couple of days thinking of it. I get nightmares from watching horror movies. I'm not going to go and watch that movie. The husband says, come, 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 and you go. And then who suffers? You suffer. You go on your own. It's okay. I don't want to be affected by this kind of movie. Unless you want to go and see something else. I ain't coming. Because ultimately you're, you're going to be affected. So assess the situation. It's quite superficial though, isn't it? Where we kind of say the world is forever changing and people within that is forever changing. I can't say I'm the same person that I was five years ago to what I am today. So therefore you might think that you've assessed me actually I'm totally different today to what I was five years ago so to say that you know me you don't really sorry let me rephrase raise that <laughs> constant assessment in life <laughs> <laughs> things are always changing yeah, yeah. yeah people are always changing 
Yeah, but the situations in the world change, don't yes. they? For example, you know, those people are going through Brexit, right? They're working here, they've established themselves here with schooling for their children, they have a job, they've got their home. All of that could change in the blink of an eye. I mean, fair enough, you know, they've had a few months to kind of think about this, but there are scenarios that can happen like that. Tsunami. How can you assess and think, how am I going to manage? Mentally prepared for the unexpected. Look, any of us can get run over by a bus tomorrow. How can you prepare for that? This is life. Whatever you're in control of, you control. Whatever you're not in control of, you leave it to the higher. I'm in control of this, I am going to control it. This is beyond my control. Brexit is beyond my control. I have to leave it to the country, whatever happens. You can't be in control of everything. But whatever you are in control of, at least learn how to control that. This is what we're saying. You can be in control of yourself. So let's start with that. We'll deal with the world later. See, ultimately, what are we saying? You know. Ultimately, everything's an illusion. What do you want to control? <laughs> huh? yeah, but if you don't have that knowledge I know, but I'm telling her that ultimately everything is there so what difference does it make? you're going to wake up one day <laughs> in a dream you're not in control of your dream, are you? things happen, some guy's chasing you in the dark alleyway Yeah, you're not in control of that it's only when you wake up you realise hang on, no, that was a dream why, why am I so hot? It's real until you wake up. But you're not in control of it, are you? So you're suffering. Same thing here this, in this state. You're not in control of certain things, situations. You're not in control of Brexit. You're not in control. So you have to deal with it. Ultimately, what this knowledge is saying, this is an illusion. You'll wake up from this. That's the fourth state which we're trying to reach. It's only temporary. It's temporary. So you wake up and go where? I can't go to the last page now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's work for it slowly. You want to know the answer. Oh, I would. So then you know the, what journey to look forward to. It's a good journey, trust me. You have to have faith. Enjoy the trip. Enjoy the journey. Ultimately, you're God. Is God affected by anything? I was going to be able to do a lot of things, but... Yeah, but you don't have the understand. You, uh, you at the moment, you see. That's why you said, "If I knew that, I would do." It. That's why you need to go through all this. So when you come here, you'll say, "Yes, I now understand. I am God." <laughs> Until here, you don't understand that you are. You the climate. But if you were God, you'd be able to change a lot of situations, right? Not necessarily, because you're saying God okay. can change such a in the dream. Are you able to change anything? No, but if you're God, you can change. But you're the wake. When you wake up, you understand it was a dream, correct? What you're not affected anymore when you're awake, are you? But you were affected in a dream. Why? Because you didn't know that you're a waker, and that it's just an imagination of your mind. In the dream, you don't realize that. Similarly, right now, you don't realize that you're God. 
You're affected by everything here. When you're awake, you're not affected in the dream. Oh, this guy was chasing you. How silly. Now you're saying, yeah? Now, right now, someone says something, you're affected. You realize the fourth state, you think, I can't believe I was so stupid, being affected by all these silly things. But to under get to that state, you have to develop your personality. But ultimately, that's what all religions say. Well, Hinduism says that you, even Christianity says that as well. God is within you, I said. This is the goal of what we're going to. But right now, we don't understand. Even if it's a statement that you think, okay, fair enough, but it doesn't stay with you, you don't actually believe it. And you're right, if you, if you were God, you can change anything. But you don't, you, right now you don't realize that you are. That's why you can't change anything. The day you do realize it, you won't want to change anything. Because you're now out of it. You're out of it now. You've achieved everything. And it's in everyone's... Uh, everyone can achieve this. But the journey's lovely, so don't worry about <laughs> getting the goal. The journey's lovely. You know why the journey's good? Because, and I'm telling from experience, yeah. Everyone who knows me. Because as you go on the journey, you become less affected by things. If you're not affected by things, you're mentally more happy, you're not agitated, and you get happiness. And that's what you're looking for. So how can the journey not be good? Because every step you take, you're becoming more happier and happier. And isn't that what everyone's looking for? But then how can the journey not be great? You're less affected. And it's irrelevant of money, status, power. It's got nothing to do with that. It's just knowledge, understanding life. We're going to the next chapter. You see, you always jump ahead. This is a human being, look. Sorry about my writing, but what is a human made of? What is a human being made of? I think you're the closest. What is a human spirit made of? Spirit and matter. Okay, spirit and matter. What is spirit? Atman. And what is matter? Body, mind and intellect. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was bodyless. <laughs> <laughs> in this. Because it says spirit. <laughs> this is a different class. It's the wrong class. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a human being. Now, you understand your body, mind, intellect. Everyone knows that, yeah? You can see the physical body, you can feel your emotions, and you can, you're here thinking. So you know that, you, you identify with that, your body, mind, intellect. But we're saying we're also the spirit. What is the spirit, Atman? What is that? The God principle. Oh, yeah, I, read, I wrote it up there before you came, because I knew you were going to ask me. That's who you are. Now, Atman, the spirit doesn't have any life. Nor does the body, mind and intellect have any life. Everyone clear? No. 
Atman doesn't have any life. Body, mind, intellect doesn't have any life. Only when they get together, there is life. Make sense? Yeah, because only when they're together you get the experiences. The expression of life. Just like this bulb has no light, only when there's electricity flowing through the bulb, there is light. Electricity has no light, the bulb has no light, but put them together, you have light. Similarly, body, mind, intellect has no light. Only when it connects with the Atman, it has life. So why, is, why do you have life? Because of? No? Atman. It's like clothes. Clothes has no structure. Only when you put it on the body, you can see the structure to the clothing. Otherwise, it just sits on the floor, in a pile. The individual mechanism. What are we made of? This is what we're going to talk about now. So we're going from the known to the unknown, but even in the known, we're going into depth. Who are we? What are we made of? What makes us function? We're going to do this next week. I'm just going to go over it a little bit, so you have something to think about, yeah? Human is made up of spirit and matter. The spirit is your real personality. The self. Atman in Sanskrit. The matter is the body, mind and intellect. The body perceives and acts. The mind feels emotions. The intellect reasons, judges and thinks. The spirit energizes the material equipments without which they are lifeless. Human is a combination of the Atman covered by the material layers. You know they say, show pictures in uh, books of a human being and there's a glow in the middle. That's trying to tell you that that's the spirit in you, the Atman in you. Because without that light, you're not alive. That's what it signifies. So we're saying it from a different perspective. Atman is within you, that energizes the body, mind and intellect. The Atman is always at peace and happy, happiness. The Atman is always at peace and happiness. So where's peace and happiness? Because of your wrong misunderstanding, you're not happy. We'll go more detail next week. But because you, if you, because you identify with your physical body, whatever happens to it happens to you. What it, because you identify with your mind, your emotions, whatever happens to the mind happens to you. Because you identify with the intellect, whatever happens to the intellect happens to you. If you identify with the Atman, the spirit within you, nothing affects you. This is what we're trying to achieve. 
move away from the body, mind, intellect, connect with the Atman, then everything is fine. Any questions? But the Atman will be affected if you're saying the Atman carries on, that's the constant. If the bulb blows, is the electricity affected? No. When you're going in with your desires to your next life, is that one not carrying those desires? No. Imagine the ocean. Fishes are swimming in there. Fish dies, fish is born. Does the ocean mic care? No. Same thing. You, you pass away, you're reborn. It's all in the medium of Brahman, Atman. See, Atman, when we talk about Atman, we're talking about individual. Brahman is the totality. Yeah? But we can say Brahman is within all of us, which is true. But in the, in the individual person, we say we call it Atman. Just to, just to identify. So everything happens in the medium of the spirit. If someone passes away, Atman doesn't die. Yeah, but like what I was saying, because this is desire. Yeah, someone. Like so how, how does your desires manifest in your next, next life? Yeah. If, what's the carrier? The if you're the, oh, sorry, I misunderstood. The carrier is whatever's in your mind and your intellect. That is carried forward. What dies is your body. Okay. Your body dies because it's no longer capable of fulfilling your desires. Yeah? You want to go jet skiing. You're now 85. You have a desire for jet skiing. How, can you do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. But you might think, you know what, I can't do this. But I've got such a strong desire to do the jet skiing. Next life, you'll, when you're younger, you'll be able to fulfill that desire. Okay, so that means Atman carries the desires? Atman doesn't carry anything. You carry your mind and intellect, that energy. So the energy is separate from? The Atman. Yeah, your desires are separate from the Atman. This is... So yeah, yeah. just trying to see the carrier. Because mm. okay. That energy has to go somewhere. That desire okay. has to go somewhere. It can't disappear. If you look at science, Energy has to move from one thing to another. It cannot die. Similarly, those desires will carry forward and you're reborn into, into a situation where you can jet ski. So you've got something in body. I don't want to go into that. <laughs> I don't want to complicate I want to keep it simple. But uh, there is an explanation, by the way. Yeah. It's to do with the subtle intellect and things like that, but I don't want to go into all that because we're not ready to discuss that. But just for now, understand, your body dies because you cannot fulfill your desires anymore. You choose to go to the next life in order to fulfill your desire. So if you're choosing to go on to the next, so what, you can choose to die as well? Or when you die, you can choose, is that what you're saying? When you die, your subtle intellect decides. Yeah. 
question. So when you're going to die, is mm. that, is that because, what you're saying? Yes. But you have desires, right? Still. Yeah, but you can't fulfill those desires. But what if you can? Then there's no issue. Then why would you want to uh, take you a next life? You want to die, but if your time is there, then... See, what it is, you, you take, your, it's your desires that propel your life. Yeah? Your desires propel your life. No desires, you don't take another birth. Because there's nothing to take another birth for. The whole idea of spirituality is to reduce your desires, so you stop that rebirth process. As you increase your desires, you carry on. So everything in spiritual spirituality is teaching you how to reduce your desires so you don't carry on with this new rebirth. Because ultimately, it's suffering. This world is suffering. We said a few classes ago, you know, we get a slight bit of happiness and we're happy. But then 95% of the time we're unhappy. We just don't realize it. Ultimately, it's all unhappiness. And you, once you realize that, then why would you want a rebirth? So it's you who decides. You now some people say, oh, my other that is you. Mm. you know, because they're frustrated, they can't do anything. Mm. Person lying in bed in the hospital, I don't want to live anymore, oh, God takes me away. Because they're suffering. They have desires, they can't be fulfilled while they're lying in bed. So they have, it's easier for them to say, I don't want to live anymore. Because they'll take a new birth where they can carry on. Does that answer your question? It is quite clear. We, we, we try to, we make it complicated because of our misunderstanding. It's actually quite clear. And there's so much like, this is like that, this is like this, it's explained to us in, in religions and so on that it confuses us, you know. We can't, but if we keep it simple, that's why we're going, saying we're going from the known to the unknown slowly. So we all understand at each stage where we are. That's why I'm really happy that everyone's asking questions because we all need to take this uh, slowly and at uh, a level where we all understand. It's good, you know, anything you're unclear about, ask. There's no silly questions here. You know, we'll we'll get there slowly. You know, we've all come so far already. Is uh, you don't realize it. We've come all, all so far already in this understanding. Any questions? Right. Don't be agitated yet yeah, today. Mm -hmm.